Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Luke chapter 7, 1 through 17 is where we're at in a message titled, Too Complicated. Verse 14, it says, Then he came and touched the open coffin, and those who carried him stood still, and he said, Young man, I say to you, arise. Why does God raise some people and not other people? We've heard of stories where this happened, you know. I mean, I, I remember one time I was at a funeral of, of a young man, very a little boy actually, had been killed in a car accident. And as I'm doing the memorial service, a gal came up from the crowd and she says, I feel like the Lord's telling me we need to open up the casket so I can pray for him. I feel like the Lord's going to raise him from the dead. And, you know, as a pastor, that's a really awkward position to be put into. That's hard for us. Why does God heal some people and not other people? I I think that there's times when, when God wants to do that. But, you know, Jesus had compassion on this widow, but notice he didn't have compassion on the young man. It doesn't say Jesus had compassion on the dead man. He didn't. Why? Because he was in paradise. <laughs> and so Jesus said, young man, arise. And, and later it says here, it says, so he who was dead sat up and began to speak and he presented him to his mother. What did he say? Oh no, I'm back here. <laughs> because he didn't want to be back there. And I think that that's something that we forget about. To be present with Christ, Paul would say, is far better, but it's more needful for me to be here with you. And in this case, it was more needful for this young man to be with his mom so he could do his job raise it, you know, take care of his mom in her old age. If he died, then she wouldn't have anybody to take care of her. So Jesus had compassion on her and brought him back from paradise. And he's going to have to go another round and he's going to have to die again. And just all over again, because you know what? You get raised from the dead, you still die. So, you know, hopefully nice and peaceful, natural causes. I don't even know what that means. You know, is it natural for people to die in the first place? Not really. He got really old until he just stopped moving and then he fell down dead. I don't know. But the reality is, is everybody dies. And so it doesn't matter if you're raised from the dead. It doesn't matter if you're healed. It's just tent repair, right? First Corinthians, or Second Corinthians chapter, chapter five tells us that w- these bodies we're in now, they disappoint us. Anybody say amen to that? They disappoint us. These bodies now, they're, they're going to be changed into an incorruptible body that's prepared by God in heaven that will never die. And we're looking forward to that. And so, if Jesus heals us here, it's for a testimony to his power, but it doesn't really benefit us as much as we think it does. The, the things that we go through here, this light affliction, which is but for a moment, is what Paul called it, is going to give way to an exceeding greater vision of glory, an experience of glory that we're going to have with Jesus. And so Jesus has compassion on the woman. Verse 16, it says, fear came upon all and they glorify God saying a great prophet has risen among us and God has visited his people. I think this is interesting. This is a phobia. The word fears, phobia, where we get our word phobia anyway. 
came upon all the people. And, and the idea is a great terror. That could happen. You know, I, I love those just for last videos. I don't know if you ever watched those, but you know, sometimes there, I saw them on the internet, but you know, there's, there's like this one where they, this hearse breaks down. So there's a flat tire or whatever. And so the guy pulls the casket out so he could jack up the car and everything. And, and then he, he, and it's all, I think they're, it's all in French. So they just, they only use pantomime, but he's like, I need to, you know, I need to go over and make a phone call, you know, over there. And, and will you watch this? And, and the people are like, oh, okay. You know, and so they're standing there watching the coffin. And, and the gag is, is that all of a sudden the door opens on the coffin and a guy sits up. Now what's crazy is that nobody's like, are you okay? Oh my gosh. Are you okay? You're alive. No, everybody runs. <laughs> it's like, everybody freaks out. It's like, oh my gosh, he's alive. Ah! You know, I don't want, we don't want anything to do with that. If somebody's dead let him be dead it's weird but that's the way we think but but that's not what they were afraid of notice it says a great terror because god is among us a great prophet has arisen i think this is how it hits you when you see god's power and you're not ready for it you're not ready spiritually for it your, your life is not right before god and now you see god do something miraculous and the implications of the fact that God is real and his power is working and you've seen it with your own eyes brings about the reality of judgment. Brings about the reality. It's what Peter experienced when Jesus says, cast the net on the other side and he cast it and a great load of fish came in and Peter saw it as a miracle and he fell down before Jesus onto his knees and he said, depart from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. In other words, I'm not worthy for you to be in my presence. I had no idea that you are the great power of God. And that's exactly what these guys are thinking. This guy, God is among us, a great prophet, has arisen amongst us. The Proverbs tells us in Proverbs 9.10 that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One understanding. Remember what Jesus said in Matthew 10.28, Do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. We have to fear God. When we don't have a fear of God in us, then we do things that, that are not right. You know, that, that are, you know, and I, I remember a pastor recently was kind of telling us a story of some things that were going down. And, and he's like, I just look at these people and I think, do they not fear God? The things that they're doing, do they not fear God? And we have to realize that the fear of God should make us live differently. We need to have in our life a fear of God, much like a fear, a child has a fear of their parents. You know, I see this in Anea. You know, she's three years old now, and she loves me. In fact, Friday morning I was making biscuits for the kids, and it's kind of a deal when Dad makes biscuits. I make these biscuits; they're amazing. I make these biscuits, so I do say so myself. But they make these biscuits, and the kids are just like, "Dad, will you make your biscuits?" And my daughter Anea, she's she's standing there, and you know, she's eating some dough, and she's smelling the biscuits, and she's like, "Daddy, you're amazing." And I was like, <sighs> "Love it." She's just so awesome. But, you know, if I say a crossword to her, if I say her name in a tone, Anea, it devastates her. Oh, my goodness. But that's how we need to be before the Lord. Devastated if we're outside of his will. Devastated if we do something that we know doesn't please him. But also realizing that he loves us. The fear of the Lord should make us live differently. Verse 17, and this report about him went throughout all the all Judea and the surrounding region. Interesting, Nain was the city that was the furthest south on your way to Judea. As you go down through Nain, you go over, you know, over around Samaria to Judea. 
And Jesus was doing most of his miracles at this time of his ministry in the north, but now the 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 word is getting out down in the south. And then Jesus is preparing them. He's sending word ahead. This guy raises the dead. But that word's going to come to John the Baptist, as we're going to see next time, and it's going to be confusing to him. So what do we take away from this section real quickly? Two complicated things, two, two complicated stories, Two very complicated things that we need to that we need more of, and the first one is faith and, and intention to that faith. We need to have fear. Those two things are so important for the believer's life. Faith allows us to see God work and be pleasing to Him. Of course, it tells us in Hebrews chapter eleven, verse six: "Without faith, it's impossible to please God. For those who come to God must believe that He exists and that He's the rewarder who dil- of those who diligently seek Him." But fear keeps us in a place of living for God. And as we saw, that that fear in in Proverbs 9.10, that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. To, to operate in faith as we trust God for great things and believe Him because He loves us like a father and He, he cares about us and He wants and He delights to bless us. But also intention with that is fear. I don't want to be outside of the will of God. I need to be terrified of a life lived outside of God's will. If I'm living in sin or something like that, that should bring terror to my heart. And to bring those things into tension in our lives makes us live a balanced Christian life. Amen? Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word. We're grateful for all that you do for us, Lord, for for the miracles that you perform amongst us, Lord, but none of those things are as important as our relationship with you. That we would live with trust in you, undying, unhindered faith in you. Lord, give us a faith that makes you marvel, that makes you in awe. Lord, that, you, that we would trust you for greater and greater and more wonderful things in our lives. But that that would also be coupled with fear, Lord. That we would fear you. Not him who could destroy the body, not the government who can make laws or people wanting to, us to get a shot or, or COVID-19 or any other thing, Lord, not to fear those things, but to fear you. Because at the end of the day, we're not going to stand before the government. We're going to stand before you at your throne. And I just pray, Jesus, that we would be ready for that, that we would have that fear in our hearts for you, Lord, and that you would just bless our lives, Lord that you'd use us for your kingdom and your glory. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.